right, hey everybody, it's Tyler with the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, and today with me I have our state treasurer, David McRae. We're glad to have you here. We're glad for the invitation. appreciate yes. uh, to be here and talk about ESG and uh, some other topics, but glad to be here. Thanks for yes, the invitation. Yes, of course. Yeah, so like he mentioned, we're going to be talking about ESG investing, environmental, social, and governance. So can you first off, like, just... Start by telling us what ESG is and well, kind it, of, yeah. It's like you said, it's environmental social governance. And really, in the end of the day, it is a backdoor way for large states and financial institutions to control smaller states and control your investments through things they feel that make them feel better, uh, that don't really work for other states, and have long-term ramifications on employment, pension funds, and investment funds in general. And there's uh, several things, but things that matter about ESG, but it's a moving target. And for example, Nike, Apple, Exxon are all ESG certified companies. So let's start with Nike and Apple. Massive human rights violations, massive environmental problems with their products, uh, not Nike, but Apple. And yet, somehow they're ESG certified. Exxon had them, you know, Exxon Valdez, so the uh, environmental problem. It's an old company, so it has, even though they're doing green energy things, they are an old company, and this current administration says oil is bad, mm -hmm. even though they let them start drilling, uh, working in Venezuela last week. So oil is yeah. bad in the United States, not in Venezuela, apparently. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, those are problems, but yet Tesla mm -hmm. is not on the ESG certified list for whatever reason, yet they are making, you know, car electric cars. So somehow they got left off. So the, I guess the point is the ESG definition is a moving target and no one really quite understands what makes ESG product ESG. Yeah, there's really no standard or regulation when it comes to ESG. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, can you talk about a little bit how companies, I guess, are invested into ESG? Um, difference, differences between the private sector and the public sector? So, I'm going to use BlackRock as an example. Yeah. That's Larry Fink, uh, the mm -hmm. CEO. He's kind of the head guy right now saying the most about ESG. Now, all these hedge funds and private equity groups and they have ESG funds, but he's mm -hmm. kind of the guy at the forefront. So you're going to hear me mention his name in BlackRock a yeah. lot. So what they have done is they, uh, this all kind of started with coal up in West Virginia. And BlackRock and banks got together and said they wouldn't start giving money to the coal company to mine coal. And so uh, West Virginia's treasurer up there made a bill and they have now have a, a list of banks and financial institutions that they'll do business with and some they won't do with. Mm -hmm. And this kind of stretches down to Mississippi where we don't have coal, but we have a lot of oil. We have natural gas mm -hmm. and primarily agriculture. We have six, and timber. We have 61,000 jobs dependent upon timber in Mississippi. So once they're done with coal, once they're done with oil, they're going to come down here to Mississippi and deal with our agriculture and say that we should not have as many heads of cattle. We shouldn't be able to cut as many trees on our land or we shouldn't have as many poultry farms. Uh, a good example of this is in California, and that's the private companies, mm -hmm. but in California passed a bill not too long ago, and it's going to go to the Supreme, this is going to go to the Supreme Court on the legality of it, was that they have to have a certain amount of ways pigs are raised and shipped to California. Now California eats the most amount of pork in the United States, but yet only produce 0.13% of pigs eaten in California. 
However, so this is California telling Mississippi, Iowa, or any other state who grows pigs that they can't send pigs unless they're done a certain way, which costs money, which mm -hmm. then leaves the farmer out. So this has become a real problem, especially in Mississippi, where you need you know, money to do these things and you're starting to have banks saying, we're just not going to do it because we just don't agree with it. And, and, and that's the weird part about this. It's not any financial reason they're not doing it. These things make money. California makes money. Agriculture makes yeah. money. Oil makes money. Coal makes money. They just don't feel like this is something they should be doing. And yet, it doesn't, it's just weird to me. On the state side, on my side, I have a fiduciary duty mm -hmm. to make money for the state. To make money for the pension board, the PERS board that I sit on, and college savings, and all the other boards I sit on that I am the fiduciary holder of this money. Mm -hmm. And when we have, when companies are not letting or have these ESG funds, which don't make money, they're about 250 basis points uh, down. And companies like BlackRock have seen this hurt their revenue, their bottom line. BlackRock's had the lowest amount of profits they've had in years because of these ESG funds. So when it comes time for our pension board or our college savings board to be invested in these companies, we got to make sure we're in the best financial footing possible, and these ESG funds just don't do that. Yeah, you mentioned BlackRock having their, they've just dropped, so you don't think that people that are investing into ESG, even though they feel good and they think that they're doing the right thing, they really financially, it's pretty much hurting them? It does. Yeah. It does hurt them, and a lot of people don't even know they're in these funds yeah. until they go, because you know a lot of investors invest in these funds, and it's a, it's a large swath of funds that mm -hmm. they invest in, and BlackRock is kind of just sliding those in with other things. And now they see their portfolio, their pension fund, the 401k is less mm -hmm. because they have this stuff in there. I wrote a, a letter to the PERS board here to divest away from BlackRock, and PERS does mm -hmm. not have BlackRock yeah. uh, funds, and neither does the Treasury in our investments. So that's something I'm happy about, uh, and we don't have to worry about that here in Mississippi. But the ESG stuff, I mean, it just doesn't make money right now. and it's mm -hmm. and. The thing is, I mean, I, I guess it's very important to say, I love the environment. I love, I'm an outdoorsman. I'm a Boy Scout. Yes. I, my children love the outdoors. It's not against the environment. It's against the fact that these funds don't make money. And when I'm on the pension board, and when some woman or man who's been a teacher for their lives depends on PERS, and PERS isn't doing their fiduciary duty making the money because they're in ESG, then we got a legit problem. Mm -hmm. Um, so speaking about um, PERS and the pension board, is there any kind of ESG investing going on at all or do they prioritize stockholder value rather than ESG causes? There is no ESG. There is no there ESG. There is no ESG. ESG. Mm -hmm. We prioritize what makes money in our funds. Awesome. <laughs> and that, that is the chief goal yes. of the pension board, the PERS board, the chief goal of the college savings board where uh, we have the college savings accounts for kids uh, going to mm -hmm. school and whatnot, and PERS, of course, for retirees. The, the primary job of those is to make sure they have money so when yeah. these people retire or go to college, it's there, and ESG just doesn't do that for them. Are there any like regulations that are anti-ESG? Is there any statute set in place that will make sure that this investing isn't going on? We don't have, like, statewide, we don't have that yet. Yeah. I think some people are working on it probably right now in the mm -hmm. legislature, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Uh, there is a model bill from ALEC that I support in my letter from to PERS. I'm going to be supporting the ALEC legislation, and I think I have some friends in the legislature who want to do that. Yes. And it simply states, and this is the best, I think the best, is that we're not allowed to invest in things that don't make money. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, yeah. if ESG makes money, great. 
but it doesn't. And uh, and but if there are things that do make money, then we'll invest in that. Yes. And that's what the model legislation says, and I think that is the right path to go down. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you see any other problems going on with in the state regarding ESG investing, not just the pension board and PERS? Are there any other problems that you see? Well, I think it's possible that this could come down the line. Yeah. Like I said earlier, right now they're concentrated on oil and coal, yeah. and obviously natural gas. And we have a, we have natural gas resources here in Mississippi. It's a big business for us. But you know, when it comes down to timber or how many heads of cattle, we have a lot of cattle. We have a lot. Uh, you know, I told you sixty-one thousand jobs depended upon timber, mm -hmm. roughly. We have a large amount of pork grown in the state. A lot of poultry is actually our number one thing in the state. Uh, ahead of soybeans. I mean, it's so surprising to me, but poultry, I mean, they're going to tell you how you can do these things. So when you need money from a financial institution, they're going to not let you have that. And they're going to say, no, 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 because you're not raising your chickens correctly, or you're not, you have too many cattle. But it kind of becomes a bigger problem, mm -hmm. because cattle, we saw during COVID, with just a slight problem, the food supply issue became an issue. Then, if you start saying how many heads of cattle you can grow or herd or have, then you have a food supply issue. Mm -hmm. But cows also produce fertilizer, which helps us grow our crops. So then you have a food supply issue there. One good, good example of that is in the Scandinavian countries, they have an ESG. Uh, the EU has set up ESG mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. They have said how, many, how much timber you can cut, which has now created a fuel problem. They've also said how many heads of cattle you can have just created a food problem. So this has become a, a real, real problem, and I don't want this to come down to Mississippi. And since I've been in office, I've really been very active in this and very, um, um, you know, wanting to make sure that Mississippi is protected from these institutions. Yeah, and I bet these people who are making all these rules aren't even experts on the topics at all when it comes to cattle or timber, timber or things like this. No, they're not. <laughs> and, and that's the funny thing. Uh, you know, they're really not. Yeah. I mean, they, they're California and New Yorkers and financial banks that mm -hmm. probably never stepped foot once in Mississippi yeah. to begin with. And, you know, think of cow as something that comes from the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Wall Street over Main Street. Oh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and, and, that, and that's a problem. It's like I said at the beginning, it's a couple states and financial institutions that mm -hmm. want to tell the rest of the country how it should be, and that's that. I mean, they, they, it's their way to the highway, and it just doesn't work for us here in Mississippi. Yes, I agree. Um, do you have any solutions, plans moving forward to try to tackle this topic to make sure that it doesn't come down to Mississippi? Um, from other places? Well, like I said, I'm really pushing the ALEC legislation. Yes. I'm pushing the legislature to do that. I think that is one of the best solutions possible. Mm -hmm. But there's also one interesting aspect to this. We at the Treasury get a lot of proxy votes since we have yes. uh, lots of uh, votes on mm -hmm. boards and whatnot. I think what would be a great idea, there's about 27 conservative treasurers and comptrollers, what mm -hmm. they call some treasurers in some states. If we made a coalition and we put all of our proxy votes together, we would force companies to make sure that ESG is done the right way, that it actually makes money, and it's not forcing these things down our throats. Mm -hmm. And you know, Mississippi is a small state, we're just three million people, so our little proxy votes matter somewhat, but not really. Yeah. But if you put us with Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, mm -hmm. Florida, all, and not even all 28 of them, you just put 20 of us together and vote one way, these boards would have no choice but to really acknowledge us 
And I think that is something I'm really going to start working on in the new year. Uh, it, I think it's a great way to move forwards, you know, in, in strength and numbers, so to speak. I mean, for the first time, we have so many conservative treasurers and fiscal officers yes. in these states. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. I, um, I was actually reading about Florida and Governor DeSantis and how they kind of passed sort of an anti-ESG bill regarding proxy voting. I love what they did with it. So. Yeah, and I'm curious to see if we have something pop up. I have not yeah. heard of anything popping up. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe Florida just divested away from BlackRock uh, yes, a couple billion. Uh -huh. And, you know, uh, you know, one interesting fact about them and getting away from billions in their pension fund is New York Comptroller holds about $42 billion in their pension fund. Mm -hmm. And he or they have said... They don't care if they're investing in ESG. They're fine with losing money. And I just can't believe that. I mean, mm -hmm. here I am sitting on PERS, and I'm like, I want to make money for these people. I want yes. to make, make sure grandma or somebody has a retirement. They worked all this time for the state. Yes. They deserve Our a retirement. Yes, but the guy up in New York, or whoever controls it up in New York, $42, $43 billion, and mm -hmm. they, they don't care. And I just, I just don't get that. No, I don't um, well, that's kind of all I have. Do you have anything else that you want to mention that I didn't talk about? Well, I think, you know, when I first started this job, mm -hmm. it, no one really knew what ESG was. And I think it's yeah. really become a hot-button issue. I've traveled the state. I always talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something Mississippians really need to pay close, close attention to. Mm -hmm. I've said it several times now, but, you know, once they're done with oil and natural gas, they're going to come, and, and coal, they're going to come for agriculture. Because agriculture, they believe, is a ma massive pollutant. And um, they're going to come down in Mississippi being an agrarian state. They, they mm -hmm. will come down and talk, and, and it will be a problem. And that being our number one in industry could it, really hurt us. It's, it, it would be massive. Yes. And, and number of jobs lost, our economy, mm -hmm. you know, would be devastated, I believe, from it. And it's something I think people really just need to pay cl very close attention to. Yes. Well, we definitely will be on board for anything that y'all push. We are very much in support of it. So, right. yes. Well, Thank you so awesome. much for having me. Thank you for doing this interview. Appreciate it.